0: Before the human race harnessed the power of fire, there was only darkness, an inky black foreboding abyss that concealed danger, mystery, and fear. Into that darkness, brave men would not venture, for as the map says, here there be monsters. Good evening and welcome to Hear There Be Monsters podcast. I am your captain, Derek Hayes. Welcome back to yet another installment. I have quite a show for you this evening, so without further hesitation, let's get busy. Sometimes something happens that's just so strange. So random that you just can't get it out of your head, even decades later. I remember when I was young, I had a calico cat named Brandy. Brandy was an outside cat. She roamed the yard and slept in a box that we made for her on the back porch. One night, our dog, whom also lived outside, started barking furiously. Within seconds, every neighbor dog in our valley chimed in. This went on for several minutes before my dad finally went outside to investigate. There, in the center of our driveway, lay my cat, Brandy, dead, with two puncture holes in her side. It was unclear as to what killed her. She was not mangled or bloody. She simply had two puncture wounds in her side, reminiscent of a vampire attack. To this day, we do not know what happened to her. But 30 some odd years later, I still think about the events surrounding that night. Our first call of the evening tells a similar story. An unsolved animal death and the haunting memory it left behind. Here is Matt's call.
1: Um, hi, my name is Matt. I have a story to tell that happened to me when I was probably about eight or nine years old. Me and my family lived out in a really rural, um, city in Mississippi, and the closest house was probably about six or seven miles away. Like, we were by ourselves, and we lived on, like, a six or seven-acre, uh, patch of land Um, it was mostly pasture and behind the pasture there was some heavy woods well um, we also had about about 25 cows that uh, lived in the pasture so at night it wasn't really unheard of to hear strange noises like the cows moving or yelping or We heard coyotes a lot, too. Well, this one morning in particular, I woke up a little before sunrise, somewhere around between five and six a.m., and I heard, like, a cow, and it was making its, its usual yelping noises, but it lasted way longer than it should have, and it was really loud. It sounded like it was right outside my window, and I could tell that the cow was in pain. I didn't wake anyone else in my house up, but I laid there for about half an hour and just listened to it, and I was really scared, like, wondering what was going on. I finally fell back to sleep, and my mom woke me and my brother up and got us ready for school, and when we, when we were leaving the house, we opened the door, and I can still hear my mom saying this, but she just said, oh, And I was really scared at this point because of what had happened earlier that morning. And we looked down, and there was a calf fetus, and it didn't have any fur on it. It was all bloody muscle. And at at first, I thought it was a dead baby. Like, it looked like a human baby. And I just remember screaming, and my mom, like, told us to get in the house, get in the house. Don't look at it. Well, I then already figured out what it was. I obviously knew it wasn't a baby. But it was definitely a calf fetus. It wasn't fully developed. and Like, I can still see it in my head this day. Well, it turns out a calf, I mean, a cow during the morning had a died giving birth, and that's what I was hearing when I was awake that morning. The conclusion was that a coyote or a dog got the fetus out of the cow and dropped it on our back porch, that's the story that my mom told us, but I didn't really believe it because I thought if a coyote got the baby calf, why would it leave it on the back porch? Would eat it. Not too long ago, I brought up the story to my mom. I was like, you know, I really don't think a coyote or a wild dog or anything left that on our porch. It wouldn't leave it somewhere. If it found something like that, it would eat it. And um, she was like, yeah, I've always wondered that too, but that's just what I told you as a kid, so you wouldn't freak out. But to this day, we don't know why it ended up on our back porch. So, yeah, that's my story, and I really enjoy your podcast. Uh, very interesting call to come like, in. that definitely convinced me to call in and give you my story. Thank you so much, and keep up the good work.
0: Thank you, Matt. While it's not common, it is possible for calves to be born without a coat. The condition is referred to as hypotrichosis. But that does not explain how the calf made its way to your porch. The coyote theory is a solid one, but I have to agree with you. a coyote would have devoured the calf, not left it on your doorstep. It's a strange story that, like my story, begs the question, what happened to the poor animal? Thank you again for sharing your story. Our next call is a bit of a strange one.
2: Hey, um, I know I might sound crazy, but, um, I've been kind of bothered the past couple of weeks because, well, a couple of weeks ago, me and my friend, her name is Emma, we went into the woods to go camping. Well, while we were setting up tents, Emma said that she saw something behind the trees in the sky and she was like going insane about it and she made me come over there and look I didn't see anything at first and then it looked like something moved from behind the clouds and then we got a little closer to the area we saw it at and it looked like a cloud person, I don't know, it looked like, kind of looked like a worm, a huge worm, but it was a, it looked like, oh my gosh, I'm sorry, but, um, it looked like a huge cloud, tornado, but it had, like, arms and tentacles and stuff, and it had One big red dot on it. And as soon as that, I guess the red dot was its eye. I mean, that's my best guess. It looked, it seen us, it darted into the cloud, and we didn't see it again. We ran home, we told our parents and everything, and they didn't believe us. But I don't know, I feel like I needed to tell somebody about it, so I looked it up, and I saw that people have seen things, and I don't know, I just thought I should share this with someone that doesn't think I'm crazy, so, goodbye. Goodbye.
0: Thank you for submitting your story. I'll be honest, I've not heard of anything even similar to this caller's experience. But it is possible that what she witnessed was some sort of aircraft. But the arms throw that theory off just a bit. I wonder if there is some sort of natural phenomenon at work here. A funnel cloud, or a dust devil, or even a swarm of white birds or insects. It's really difficult to pin down what this could be, so I'll simply leave it as unexplained. Thank you again for submitting. Our next submission comes from Tony in Virginia. I'm definitely a fan of your podcast. Being new to it, I am working my way through the previous episodes. As soon as I listened to a few, I remembered an occurrence that happened to me. Now, I won't make any bones about it. I am a skeptic. I enjoy this stuff as entertainment, but nothing more. Here is what happened to me. Maybe you can give me your opinion on what it was. Okay, so this was probably around 2000, maybe 2002, in Chesapeake, Virginia. I met a waitress and I asked her out. She was attractive, with a great sense of humor, so we hit it off fast and began dating. She lived with her parents in a bit more of a rural area of the city, so when I would drop her off or pick her up, I would sometimes have to drive long dark stretches of road. Sometimes on these drives, when I would be by myself, I would swear I would catch quick glimpses of a shadow moving the rearview mirror of my car from the back seat. Also, on a few different occasions, the radio in my car would just cut out. Now, just to clarify, it was a sports coupe, so at night it was fairly dark inside the vehicle, and this only happened when I was going to or from this girl's house. It got to the point where I put one of those flashlight keychain things on my keys and pulled over and looked in the back seat nervously just to get it out of my head. So the culmination of this all happened one night, one of the last nights before I stopped seeing this girl. She worked at a restaurant, so I went there to pick her up so we could go out afterwards. I arrived early and parked where I could see the front of the place, so we wouldn't miss each other when she came out. I was roughly ten minutes early, so I just sat in my car and let the radio play. While I was sitting there texting a friend, the radio skipped a little bit and I felt a cold rush come over me. In the corner of my eye, I saw a shadow black out the rearview mirror. Terrified, I sunk down in my seat a little and reached for the door handle. That's when I saw it. Two black clawed hands with a weird lattice-type pattern on the forearms reached over the seat and tried to grab me. I yelled and grabbed at the hands. As I touched them they spread out like smoke. I flew out of my car and ran inside, breathing heavy. One of the waitresses got me some water and my girlfriend at the time tried to calm me down. I explained it to her and after she realized I wasn't kidding, she dismissed it as me dozing off and having a bad dream. I know I didn't fall asleep, but I also have no idea what it was. I have asked a few people that are more educated in these type of things and The only thing they could come up with was maybe she had a personal haunting. I know that once I stopped seeing her, I have never had anything like that happen again. I owned that car for probably another six years, and it never had any radio problems or unwanted passengers after that. Thank you for taking the time to read this, and again, I love the podcast. Thank you, Tony. My initial thought here was that since Tony was taking the same roads to and from her house, that he was simply passing by a street light or a particular string of lights that somehow cast shadows into his car. In addition, I think it's just as likely that the radio would cut out in the same stretch of road, perhaps during certain weather conditions that would happen more often than other times. But that does not explain the hands with the lattice pattern. I did a little digging, but I was unable to locate other encounters in which the diamond pattern was reported. Outside of a hallucination, it's really hard to explain what Tony encountered in his car that evening. Thank you again, Tony, for submitting your story. Our final call comes from a familiar listener. Stuart is back with another story about a familiar ghostly visit.
3: Hi, uh, my name is Stuart. I had a uh, interesting thing happen with uh, what I assume would be a spirit. My uh, grandfather-in-law was about 88 years old I believe when he got diagnosed with Alzheimer's and he slipped pretty quick after that he only lasted about another 3 or 4 months but uh right before he was diagnosed we had my wife and I had our first child uh Aurora he got to meet her before he uh before he started you know declining and uh before he passed on but uh he even in the middle of all of his uh even in the worst of his alzheimers he still asked about aurora so it was like one thing that he could kind of you know cling on to and he passed away and a few weeks after he passed away my wife and i unfortunately i was at the time station in san diego and uh we couldn't make it to the funeral or anything but a a couple weeks after he passed away i believe it was two weeks later my daughter was asleep upstairs in her crib and we had a baby monitor we had a cat named ringo and ringo had a bad habit of uh going into the bedroom and trying to sleep with aurora And uh, we were always afraid that our cat would smother our baby without, you know, without us realizing what was going on. So we got a video monitor so we could make sure, and we're usually pretty good about it. But one night, my wife and I were downstairs watching TV, and my daughter was asleep upstairs. And over the baby monitor, we heard my grandfather-in-law's voice, you know, yell, get out. And uh, my grandfather-in-law had one of those very distinct uh, low gravelly voices, kind of like uh, Louis Armstrong, you know, real gravelly deep voice. He chain smoked for seventy years, and it was it was real definitive that it was him. And my wife and I kind of looked at each other, and you know, my wife goes bolting upstairs, and I'm you know looking on the baby monitor trying to see what's going on. I go to follow her, and uh, as I get to the bottom of the stairs, my wife is about a quarter of the way up the stairs, and my cat my cat was not very uh didn't really care it would you could smack my cat off a table when it would try to get into food stuff and it would hop right back up it kind of ignored everything we did but Ringo was freaked out and instead of running down the stairs around us actually jumped over the banister and landed on our kitchen table below the stairs so I mean they obviously freaked out and he took off running of running through the house and we never really heard or said or had anything interesting happen after that, but it was definitely my grandfather in law's voice, and it was real enough that my cat heard it and panicked. Uh yeah that's that's it.
0: Thank you for submitting again, Stuart. I find these stories somewhat touching. The return of a beloved family member. Although This one has a bit of a sinister twist. My conclusion is that the voice was probably ordering the cat out of the room. Who else would he be speaking to? Perhaps he was protective of his new great-granddaughter. It's really difficult to prove or disprove these types of encounters. The evidence is anecdotal at best, leaving us with a great, albeit creepy, story. Thank you again, Stuart, for sharing, and for your family's sake, I hope it was the grandfather watching over his great-granddaughter. That does it for this episode of Here There Be Monsters podcast, but before I go, I want to touch on a couple things. I've been teasing this for several months, but I'm finally ready to put together the Mirrored Men episode. For those that aren't familiar, mirrored men is a phenomenon in which three or more mystery figures pop up in weird places or weird times. The strangest part of their appearance is that each figure's movement mirrors the others. So if you've experienced something similar to this and would like to be included in this special episode, there is still time. Simply give the hotline a call at 1-888-608-NIGHT. That's 1-888-608-6444 or you can submit through the website at www.HearThereBeMonstersPodcast.com. It goes without saying that if you've had an unexplained encounter of any kind, please consider submitting that as well. Do me a solid and rate and review the show on iTunes. You have no idea how beneficial that simple gesture can be. Follow the show on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, And lastly, music from tonight's show is from Mayu and Nature 1986. And that does it for this evening. Thank you all so much for listening, and until next week.